we were born in a physical body and that took nine months okay to be physically formed and now that the body's formed the rest of the years that we're here we're gestating an inner soul within us so we're all pregnant everybody's pregnant and instead of housing and taking care of a physical baby we're taking care of a spiritual baby a soul baby and all of us came in you could say missing something like missing pieces of a puzzle and now we're here to fill in those missing parts. Hi, friends, and welcome to season two of the Cosmic Chats with Debbie Sugarbaker podcast. I am Debbie, your host, and the creator of what I believe is a sacred space in which I have conversations with individuals from all sectors who are dedicated to elevating consciousness around different aspects of life. With a background in ghostwriting and editing books, content development, and medical journalism, as well as many other side jobs, and several years experience working for the international nonprofit called the Kabbalah Center, I bring you enlightening conversations with people whose work, knowledge, energy, and insight have helped me open my mind and perspective alchemize perceived negative situations, live in a healthier body, and experience the world in a deeper, more wondrous way on a daily basis. I also desire to share energy and wisdom that I received from my spiritual teacher, Karen Berg, who was the founder and spiritual director of the Kabbalah Center until her passing in 2020. My aim is that you, the listener, are able to receive what you need to create new possibilities and find greater levels of expansion in your health, relationships, and business. It is my honor to connect with you and be a part of your process. I believe that we are here to support each other on our earthly journey, and I also believe that life's challenges are most effectively tackled from the inside out. Each episode of my show presents another way to do that. Thank you so much for listening for supporting, and for being with me. I hope you enjoy. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's Cosmic Chat with Debbie Sugarbaker. Today's guest, Seymour Coblin, he's a very accomplished integrative healer and has a lot of wisdom and many years of experience working with people, working with energies in the body, writing books about how we interact with our environment, about the evolution of a soul about what we're really doing here. He's going to give us a lot of insight and information and energy about how we can tap into our intuition, how we can use our feelings and our triggers to work for us, and how we can really relate to this world in a beautiful, spiritual way. I was really taken by his energy, and I'm so excited that he's joining me. Hello, Seymour. Thank you so much for being here. Okay, so I know that you have this framework called the evolution of a soul right and you speak about how the individual has different levels of of our being you know we have the emotional level we have our mental faculties we have our physicality and then we also have something which i know you refer to as like the intuitive or the spiritual aspect of our being so maybe you can just speak a little bit to those faculties and how they work together for the individual and how you work with them. Okay, so evolution of the soul is one of my big premises because I believe that that's why we're ultimately here. Our, our common purpose in life is to grow, is to evolve our soul. And health is the single most important tool to help us grow. Without health, there's no growth, right? So there's various levels and we've discussed how to set up this whole scenario today with talking about physical, emotional, and spiritual, intuitive levels of health. And so that's what our discussion is going to be on, basically, right? Uh, a couple things about physical health. So uh, this is a question for everybody, really. So what does physical health mean to you? And that's a rhetorical question. 
I've kind of broken it down. If we're going to improve the condition of this temple that we call the body that houses our soul, then this temple needs to be in good shape. And so there's a, only a number of things that we can do. We get to nourish this temple, this physical body, and we also have to cleanse this body. And as long as we're nourishing the body and as long as we're efficiently cleansing the body, we can live a long, long time and have more time to evolve the soul that resides or maybe gestates within us. We were born in a physical body and that took nine months okay, to be physically formed. And now that the body's formed, the rest of the years that we're here, we're gestating an inner soul within us. So we're all pregnant. Everybody's pregnant. And instead of housing and taking care of a physical baby, we're taking care of a spiritual baby, a soul baby. And all of us came in, you could say missing something, like missing pieces of a puzzle. And now we're here to fill in those missing parts. And so number one, physically, we get to take care of this body. And so there's a couple things that we can do to nourish the body. And that means breath, right? So we absolutely have to breathe. So everybody out there, let's breathe, okay? Take a breath. And while you're doing that, I'd like you to put your hands like this because I wanna give you some tools today. And how long are we here for in this room? An hour. An hour, okay. So play with the space between your hands. This may be familiar to a lot of you. And you're breathing into your belly as well as into your hands and you're gonna to start to feel something. And that we call, of course, chi or energy or prana or ki. And I want you to feel that. And let's make sure that we're gonna enhance it by simply putting our attention right now as we move forward and back into the little finger. So our first step is breath. We're breathing into the body and now we're listening with our breath and with the pores of our body to what we're feeling in our little finger. And just putting our attention there, you'll probably feel more chi, more ki, more attention. Now go to your ring finger. Can you feel a difference as you put your attention there? Middle finger, ring finger, thumbs. Play with that chief. Feel how far that magnet can go. And now point to the center of your palm. And you'll feel like you're boring a hole there. Feel that, Debbie? Yeah. Because you're the only one I can see. Okay. All right. So you can draw shapes here. You can do a triangle here. Do a figure eight. Do you feel how you can shape your energy? So we're doing this all the time. And this is one of the first steps of intuition is to start feeling our chi and start directing it. Right. Right. Okay. So that's the breath, feeling the energy of the body. Now that energy needs to circulate evenly through us. Physically, we breathe, we align our bodies, we put our bodies in a certain alignment so that she will go wherever it needs to go. So this is really, really important. It's like if, if we have a hose and we have a crimp in the hose, then the chi can't move. So any kind of exercises that help us to breathe with an alignment of the body, the chi will keep moving through <clears throat> us and be evenly distributed. And in, later in this, in this experience today, we're gonna actually feel the different places and how the distribution is not even. Okay, and then we're going to work with that. So we're going to do that later. But this is the first point of enhancing the physical body is breath, alignment of the body, and that includes exercise. Okay, then we nourish ourselves with food. And we also have to let go of our breath. So with carbon dioxide, we're letting go of wastes. With food, we're taking in food. 
and everybody knows of ways that we can better nourish ourselves. And then we also have to enhance our body by letting go of waste that may come from food or from the air, right? Right. Now, breath is more important than food. People say, well, you know, what, you know what, I got to change my diet or, you know, like diet, you know, we, we are what we eat. Okay. And I'll talk about it in, that in a second. But we can go for a day, a week, a month maybe without food. We can go three minutes without air. Right. So if asked for a priority, what do I need to do in my life to make sure my body is well enough to enhance the soul gestating within? First, we got to get our breathing and our exercise first. It's more important. Then we work on our food and how to nourish and then how to eliminate. And by the way, my take on this is we are not what we eat. I know you've heard this. Oh, you are what you eat. We are what we don't excrete. So we can eat anything. If we have the ability and the chi is moving and we can get excrete, whatever we don't need, then we'll be fine. Right. So people have sensitivities to gluten and sugar and all these different things. And that's very valid, really important to look at. And at the same time, it's important to get our bodies to a place where we can have a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and it's not gonna stress us out. So if we put our body in a condition through exercise and breath and other ways that we're gonna discuss, then we'll be able to excrete and we won't be so sensitive nutritionally. The, the next most important and more important than food is sleep. Because we don't heal when we're walking around on the street. We're not healing when we're doing yoga. <laughs> okay. I mean, it feels good, but we're actually using anything that's good in our lives we actually use it to heal ourselves when we're sleeping. That's when we regenerate. So sleep is really, really important. So, so first is breath, then is sleep. And you know, again, we'll discuss methods how, how to enhance all of these. Then there's food, okay? Drink, food and drink. And then there's hygiene. Those are the physical factors, just basic hygiene. You, know, you take a shower once in a while. You wash your hair, okay? You wash your body. Those are the physical factors. So if you just look at those, it seems, well, there's not that much to do to keep my temple physically healthy. Right. And that's where the other elements come in. So intuition. Intuition means that we can make decisions physically, emotionally, and spiritually immediately. Our antenna, our body is so tuned that if somebody says, well, what am I going to do about fill in the blank? We take a breath. We're well nourished. We're well cleansed. We had a great sleep. And then we can go. Nothing vacuums in wisdom. So intuition means responses that satisfy our physical needs, our emotional needs, and the ability to grow our soul. And so they all work together in a way that's really, really important through the five senses, which are physical mostly. So they all work together in this individual way, keeping our temple healthy so that our soul can evolve soul evolves through scenarios in life through decision making through learning you know different soul lessons like worthiness how to trust the creator how to have all these other lessons are part of the evolution of the soul correct right we learn from adversity we really don't learn that much from comfortable happy times those charge up our batteries a little bit where they're really, really essential. The actual growth happens by resolving adverse scenarios in our lives. And that can be anything from a small thing to a large thing, right? Right. And we get exactly what's required to evolve our soul. Wow. So there's no victims. 
If something shows up, then I, you must have the tools necessary. They're already there to evolve and resolve that issue. And if it seems really, really extreme, that's because that's the only thing that would help us to move. Anything less wouldn't be enough of a lesson. Okay, so, so then let's do a, an intuitive skill. We'll leave emotions for the end. Okay. Okay, so physical tools. You've got some ideas about where to go, directions, how to sleep better, whatever that's gonna take, you know, what to eat, exercise, alignment, all of that. Okay, good. By the way, it's interesting that you said that because I actually interviewed a functional medicine doctor on my podcast before, he's a functional medicine physician. He said exactly what you said, which was like sleep, like it's so underestimated for the immune system and nutrition and not starving yourself, like making sure that you're getting all of the necessary nutrients. So it's, it's very in alignment with another guest that we had. What oh, good. What, what's fascinating about it is the individual part of this because there's no, there's no remedy, there's no recipe for how much you need to do physically, what you need to do emotionally, and what everybody needs to do spiritually. Like right. this is all really, really unique. And that's why intuition is so necessary. Okay. That you have a connection to your soul and what your soul came to correct. I've had a few people in my life who passed away, who faced different illnesses that were really close right. to me. And was it one thing that was gonna heal them? No, as a person who was close to them, could I see that their challenges were kind of beyond the physical? Yes. But was there one remedy that can help everybody? No, it's the, old, it's the soul's process, whatever it needs to go through. So I really love how you're making this connection between all the levels, you know, because sometimes we get really stuck only on the physical and then we miss so much more. And I know that Louise Hay has done a lot of work in terms of connecting it with belief systems. And I love how you're connecting it also with the energy and with the intuition. I, I, I appreciate the feedback and it's giving me time to breathe and organize. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, so, uh, so I'm suggesting that intuition is the most important spiritual skill to build. And there's many tools that get us there from astrology to crystals to you know whatever it might be those are all tools that help us to kind of tap in on another energetic level before we get to an intuitive exercise i just want to point out seven levels of consciousness seven levels of discernment to which intuitive is the highest we make decisions and discernments about life Okay, so, so think about a decision in your life that you have to make or you've made over the past year, whatever. You know, just choose something. Okay. Which one of these did you make it mostly from? So, for example, physical, survival. I mean, there's a lot of issues going on right now about what the body needs physically in order to survive. Is that why people make a decision nowadays? Is right. it based on, okay, well, I got to survive, so therefore I choose A, B, or C. Right. Second, sensorial. Now, well, let's just do a relationship. Okay, so uh, girl meets boy, boy meets girl, and he or she says, wow, if I'm with this person, I'll never have to worry about money again. That's physical survival consciousness. Right. Right? Sensorial is, wow, he or she looks so great. I like this person. Intellectual, wow, he or she is so smart. And it, they just make sense to me. That's intellectual. Okay? Emotional, passion, oh my gosh, okay? But let's say we didn't have emotional because number one, emotional is stronger than any of the first three. Right. So people know that intellectually, so well, they have this, A, B, C, D, that's not on my list, that's a, a deal breaker. But if the emotional level is so strong, 
it, it supersedes all the ones before, okay? Social is how people manifest in the world. It's not about serving me. It's about how we can serve others socially. Do we blend that way in a social environment? Philosophical is my purpose in life. Does my relationship with this person or does what decision I'm making, does it, go hand in hand with my philosophical dream in life, my life purpose, okay? So intuitive consciousness, the kind of intuition I'm speaking about is genuine intuition, means that it satisfies that decision that's made intuitively, satisfies all of the other levels of consciousness. So when we choose a food, when we choose an exercise, when we choose a place to go on a vacation, if it's an intuitive, a genuine intuitive decision, it satisfies all the other levels of consciousness. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so that's, that's where we want to be. That's spiritual, right? Right. Okay. Think about your relationships or your decisions with that laid out you can really right. see yourself so clearly you know I, I mean you know the big decision nowadays is you know is are you going to get a vaccination right so you can go okay well what's motivating me here right because i want is it because i want to go to concerts and you know live my old life again and have all my sensorial pleasures you know there's a lot of different motivations to get a vaccination nowadays right right <laughs> And I don't want to go on that subject, okay? But I'm saying any decision in life yeah. can go into where am I coming from? Where is this decision coming from today? That's so powerful. Where am I coming from today? I have friends who call me, oh, you know, should I get back with this guy? He's calling me again. And it's really nice to look through and say, well, what, what part of me wants to go that route? And it doesn't mean that like the lower sensorial ones are necessarily bad or that you no. have to have all the levels or it's just we need a balance right. life is about balance so we need a balance of all of these and and that's where health comes from right we were saying we need physical emotional and spiritual right we need a balance of these right and if we have if we emphasize our philosophical dream you know i'm here to create you know this big big dream if we spend too much time in that and not enough in sensorial pleasure or not enough in taking care of our physical body then we have a health disturbance coming up i remember like working in the with the chakras about six years ago and i had been like heavily involved in, in a spiritual path you know that was learning a lot from the mind and gaining a lot of wisdom and like working a lot on maybe the higher chakras and then yeah. I realized, and actually my spiritual teacher, her name was Karen Berg, she was the one who started saying, we need to bring it down into the heart and to balance it in the other levels, you know, bring the right. wisdom into the heart space. And she started introducing, for example, body work into the teachings of the Kabbalah Center and all these things that made you aware of the energy in the bodies and brought balancing the lower chakras as well. I just think it's really interesting. No, for sure. Okay, so there's time to do a couple uh, exercises, and I want to get to emotions. I just wanted to briefly interrupt this episode to remind you that you can find all of my cosmic chats with video on my IGTV handle at Debbie Sugarbee. That's at D E B B I E. S-U-G-A-R-B. There, you can also find a link in my bio to support my work or to sign up for a one-on-one -on -one Theta Healing session with me. Thank you so much, and I hope that you enjoy the rest of this episode. So we can all do an exercise that I use in my Developing Intuition class that works really well to help us make decisions. Okay? So what I'd like everybody to do is two choices in your life right now. They could be something very little or something big, whatever you want, okay? And I want you to write one of them down that you wanna test, okay? So as an example, I can say, well, am I gonna move to Arizona or am I gonna stay where I am? And let's say I'm gonna test, I'm gonna test Arizona, 
I want to test it. So I'm going to write that down on a little piece of paper. A, you don't have to write any long, just a little symbol because you know what it is, okay? So we're going to write down, so I'm going to test Arizona, all right? Now, you're going to take that little piece of paper or you can just hold it in your hand, you know, just like feel that it's in your body and then stand up, okay? And hold it in your hara center, okay? In your belly, below your navel. This is the center of the body. From the hands to the feet, this is the very, very center of physical movement. Two inches so below the belly button, right? Say the sacral chakra, too, sacral chakra. just in the okay. front, right? Okay, now we set up the body as a pendulum. That movement forward takes us towards our life purpose and dream. Okay. Movement backward takes us backwards from our life purpose. We tell our body, okay, body, movement forward brings me where I'm supposed to be going. Movement backwards sends me back from where I'm supposed to be going. Body, tell me, does this decision, I'm testing, does it move me forward or does it send me back? Okay, and now let that run through you, breathe that through you, put it into all your cells and start rocking with your eyes closed, forward or back, and let your body tell you. I got forward on mine. Me too. And it's really interesting because at first when you started that, I was still in my mind. And That's so right. I was saying, oh, wait, am I going to get the answer that I want? Wait. Am I gonna get this? Do I have a preference? And then you said, take a breath and you said, bring it down and start rocking. And when you said that, then it's like my uh, consciousness went more into my body and I just released that mind. So can you speak to that a little bit? Is it important to get out of that? Yes. What do you do with the mind? What if it's this? But what if you have an agenda, you know? So you gotta stop that completely. And you do that through your breath, right? right. You exactly just breathe, and you get a couple seconds or half a second, then another second, you breathe the thought away and you just get into that place of centered emptiness and you go, okay, I'm yours, body, surrender. It's kind of like you're surrendering to the body, but it's also that there's divine intelligence in your cells and in your breath, right? That's why they call it the breath of life. So it's right. literally like the divine intelligence breathing through us. And by stepping out of the mind, then we are connecting with that intelligence, right? Right. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. then when you get the answer, and especially if you don't like it, that's when all the other levels of consciousness start coming in. Intellectual yeah. comes up, oh no. Oh. <laughs> yes. So, and then eventually, the more and more we do this and the more and more we follow it, we start setting up an intuitive way of being in the world. Like I've done this with a coin. We are, we're not going to do it with a coin. But <laughs> you can do it with a coin. You just flip a coin and go, heads, it's this, tails, it's this. And I will do exactly what, in this exercise, what my body said, or I'll do what the, what the flip of the coin does. Right. And eventually, we set it up so that those tools actually work for us. This is like so interesting that now I'm doing this interview with you and it's kind of like a culmination of something that I've been working on within myself through life circumstances and what life has been teaching me for the past six years, which is how to bring, go, like bring more awareness to the other chakras and to living not only from this center, learning how to live from this center and this center and this center and how to be more in balance. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that's building intuition because I was in okay. a lot of situations that were outside of my comfort zone and right. those situations allowed me to build that intuition because there was really no other choice. So anyway, I just I thank you for explaining that in so eloquently and you guys can try this. You can try this with decisions. You can learn how to just set the mind aside. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a bunch of exercises to do this. There's another one. We won't really have time for it, but there's one where you can test if your subconscious is in alignment with your conscious. Like we can go, oh, well, I know I want this in my life. 
okay? And then we can actually test whether our subconscious is fulfilling what our conscious says or thinks that it wants. There's ways to test all that. And then if, it's, if they're not in alignment, then how to get them in alignment, right? But it takes a longer time. And there's also ways to feel at what age we had something that we're still holding on to, that we're still working on, and we haven't resolved, and it's keeping us from going forward. So knowing that age of when it happens, people recognize they know exactly what it was that happened, and then how to work through that as well, so that we can really be in the present and move forward. We can do that in another talk. I would love to do that. Actually, a few weeks ago, I was like, you know, I really had a goal that I was working towards. And consciously, I feel like I've been doing a lot of work towards that goal. And then I had this realization in a meditation. It came to me that I saw myself, like different parts of myself were going this way. And one part of myself wanted to go behind, back. And so that I realized that all of my energies, all of my cells were not going in the same direction. So it's kind of like what you were saying about the subconscious. Like there's something in my subconscious that didn't want to move forward for whatever reason. And then I was like, wow, I have to address that belief system or whatever that energy is that doesn't want to go. Right. And, and we don't have to deal with all the past things that were, that were issues that are holding right. us back. Just right. the process of doing one or two of them teaches the body not to let go, but how to use what was and turn it into something fruitful for us. And can you do that also with fears? Anytime this fear gets like stoked a little bit, it's like a, and I don't know where it came from really, you know? I know that I've had it in multiple situations, but I haven't been able to get to the root of it. So do you have any suggestions? Yes, there's different types of fears, okay? And we can isolate the two polar opposites of what created the fear. Now we can, let's just do that with chakras right now, because it's not really about a scenario. It's not about something that happened, like a car almost hit you. That's not the issue. There's something that's being blocked in the body that is a, a polar opposite, though there's too much energy in one place and not enough energy in another. And therefore we find ourselves in a situation that's gonna help us to transform that, which would be a, a car that almost hit me or something, right? So we can do that right now using, I use the chakras and or from the Chinese medicine model, the five elements, which is a lot more specific than the chakras, but it's easier to do. So we could do that right now. And I'll, I'll do this on you and okay. anybody can do this on themselves, okay? okay. All right, so we're, we're gonna put left hand up as an antenna and you're just, you're going to be the recipient. Okay. okay. All right. So you can just relax. Should I cross my legs or something? Um, actually, it'd be good matter. to have your legs on the floor with toes touching. Toes touching, both sides. Yeah. So you have like a loop going through you. I need to be able to see from your third eye to your, under your belly button. Should I stand? Yeah, you can stand. Okay. So... The top chakra is infinite energy. The bottom chakra has access to infinite energy, okay? So we're gonna figure out what's going in the five chakras that are within the body, closest within the body. Okay, so at home, you put your left hand up and your right hand go to your third eye. And I'm going, what's the natural distance to hold that just feels right? And I'm feeling that I'm being pulled. If I go too far away, I'm called back closer. If I go too close, it's too close so I'm being pushed away. So I find what's natural at the third eye. Then we're gonna go very quickly. Then to the throat center. Look briefly, shut your eyes, or just have a relaxed gaze and go, does this one call me in more or push me away more compared to the, th the third eye? Okay. So does it call me in, wants me closer, or does it push me away, wants me further, okay? Then go to the heart center. Does it call me in more than the others, or does it push me away more than the others? 
solar plexus. Okay, and then below the navel, and we're just gonna guess. And we're gonna find out of those five, which is the one that pushed you away the most, that wanted your hand furthest on yourself? Right, so you're all doing this on yourself. I'm doing this on Debbie right now, yeah? But you're doing this on your own. Where was your hand pushed away the furthest? Where was your hand called in the closest? And I'm just gonna check again on Debbie. It's a toss up here. So third eye, throat, heart, desires, solar plexus, and below the navel. Third eye, throat, heart center, solar plexus, and below the navel. The one that pushed you away the most was, just say it to yourself so you can remember it. And the one that called you in the most was which one? I'm going to see if I can get an upside down chart here for us. Okay. Clarity, expression, thoughts, words, desires, relationship, heaven's force, energy. Okay. So let's, we're only going to work with the keywords to thoughts, third eye, words, throat, heart center, relationship, solar plexus, desires, and physical movement and vitality is below the navel. Those five key words is what I want you to focus on now. Your hand was pushed away, people in our audience, at one of those key word locations. Okay, so on Debbie, I was pushed away the most in desires, solar plexus. My hand was called in, wanted me closest at throat center. Okay. Now that's going to mean something. And we're going to put that in a sentence for yourself. So I'm hoping back home, all you need right now is which one pushed me away. That's called the full. Which one called me in, wanted my hand closer. That's the empty. And you've got a key word associated with the full that pushed you away. In Debbie's case, desires pushed me away. They're very, very full. And words called me in. They were empty. So I'm hoping you've got that. And now we're going to fill in this sentence. If you've got a pen handy, that would be great. And Debbie, you can do this if you just want to write it down so you understand yeah, this. I'm writing. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to fill in this sentence. So if, if Debbie asked me, Seymour, so what did you feel? I would say, Debbie, when you harmonize your desires, that's the key word of the full. So the first one is when you harmonize, you put in the key word of the full. Then the second part of the sentence is then your words and how you communicate with other people, just making this a little more human, will improve. So when you get in harmony with your desires, because there's a lot of energy and it's looking for harmonization. Once you do that, everything will fall into place and the energy will fill up in your throat center where you want to communicate through words with people or with words to yourself. I don't know yet, but I'm going to find out. And that's the second part of the exercise. Okay. Was that clear to you, Debbie? Yes. Very clear. Okay. All right. So now we're going to do one other thing. I'm going to test which way the full is circulating. And I'm going to test which way the empty. So desires is full. I'm going to figure out which way it's rotating. Okay. And then I'm going to do the same on the words. Okay. So I'm going to go to desires right now. And I'm feeling. Okay. I've got it. It's. It's either going clockwise or counterclockwise, folks. One way, you want to find the natural way. So I put my hand, I'm going clockwise. Feels pretty natural. I go counterclockwise on Debbie's solar plexus. It stops me. It resists. 
So that means her chakra wants to go, is actually going clockwise in desires. And I'll tell you what that means in a minute. Now I'm going to go to words. Okay. It's also an expression, although it's kind of a toss-up in words. She was going counterclockwise. I'm going to just pretend that she was going counterclockwise in her words, in her throat chakra, just to explain this. Okay. So now we're going to get a little more specific. Clockwise spinning means express the keyword. So Debbie's desires want to be expressed socially out in the world. It's very, very clear. They were going clockwise. So instead of just saying harmonize your desires, I'm saying when you express your desires out in the world, and, I, and I'm going to do the opposite of what I felt in words. Let's say it's going counterclockwise. Clockwise desires is, is being expressed. Words is counterclockwise. So that means when you express your desires out in the world, then you will find the best words to use. You'll be able to clarify and focus on the best words in contrast to just saying whatever comes through you. So counterclockwise means clarify, prioritize, understand at any of the key words. Clockwise means put it out in the world. Okay. Now with you, Debbie, you were actually going what it's, you know, here's where intuition really comes in. So you're sort of going like, what it is, what is the best way to say this? And then now how do I get it out there? So you're sort of going back and forth between right. those two. Yeah. Right. So that's what, what's going on with you. And so then you say to me, well, that's, you know, let's say that makes sense to you. And that's, you know, that rings for you. So you then your next question is going to be, and those of you at home, if you're doing that with someone else, their next question is going to be to you, how do I do that? If it makes sense, they go, okay, well, this is nice information, but what do I do? Right. The full, if it's below the empty in location. So like yours is, Debbie. Right. Your fuller area that had all this energy that wants to be circulated is lower than the upper chakra that wants attention. So then your recommendation, whatever physical, emotional, intuitive, spiritual choices you make, the guidance for how to make that decision is does it help you to feel elated? Does it help you to put your chi up in your body? Right. And that could be just today. Right. If, let's say, somebody has the head really, really full. Right. But their heart center is really, really empty. So that when you harmonize your relationships, or let's say when you express your thoughts, then you'll be able to know what you really want in relationship make choices that are more downward and grounding today. Food, exercise. Well, what exercise should I do today to help me ground my thoughts? Well, what exercises do you do that have that effect? I don't know what's good for you. Like I, I might think that running, like you said. Yeah, like pounding <clears throat> pavement. That's what I usually do when I need to ground. Right, and that's you. Right. Somebody else might get in the zone when they're running, right? right. And they have no idea what world they're in because they're so elated. You right. see what I mean? Yeah. So we let the clients, the friends, the other people make up their own decisions and empowerment. Right. And we're just pointing a direction down clockwise, counterclockwise. And so that's a, like a very easy exercise that anybody could do to direct intuition a little bit. And I think that if you practice doing this more, it's like you're filling your life space with consciousness of yourself and awareness. Because I yeah. think that we all have like a certain amount of conscious space. And I'd rather be filling it with things like this that elevate myself, elevate my energy, that increase my awareness. Because if you are not focusing it, this is like learning to live with this new awarenesses 
about my energy like maybe i need more grounding today or i need to be more like this and right. just building that is so powerful because the alternative is you know people are mindlessly scrolling or you get caught in this right. for it's about right. living life more intentionally right like if you don't right. fill it with this then what are you filling it with just there are so many this. things to fill it with people need to make a living i understand there's all the levels that you spoke about we need to right. you know but you can do those things while you build awareness of yourself that's the most beautiful thing about this type of work is you right. can be doing anything and you can be building your awareness you know and it can make you better in your life and in your work right typically the arts were used to tune into intuition right so right. painters musicians right all of this was used cuz that's how we tap in and then right. we eventually start living our lives intuitively because we have more experiences in that realm so right. we can even do accounting intuitively like everything has a semblance of the right time and the right moment and the right pizam like the right yes that's it it's the dao it's the way right it's like yeah who wouldn't want to yeah. live like that because you can put so much time and an effort and if you want to only stay in this realm then you're going to wind up making a lot more efforts in in the in the world and it may not be the right time or the right place but if you develop this faculty it can serve you in all areas because then you will be in the right place at the right time say the right words to the right person it's okay. like building a relationship with the divine intelligence for sure beautifully said okay so, so yeah, this is a little bit of the intuitive realm that okay. touches all bases really okay includes all bases now the most challenging of all realms is the emotional people say well you know exercise is hard to do or this is hard to do changing my diet blah 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 okay emotions have the most energy of anything we've discussed so far emotions is the most powerful bridge it's the most powerful way to get our chi moving emotions are so powerful that when they're connected through relationships right because that's where emotions come from everything else we've discussed could all be within our little shell here right. emotions happen in the heart center through others so like chakras heaven's force enters earth's force enters us uh, first chakra seventh chakra add it up what do you get first and seventh What do you got? Eight. Infinity. Infinity, okay. right. Physical vitality below your navel and mental vitality. Second chakra and sixth chakra, right? Right. Add it up. Second chakra and sixth chakra eight. Eight, infinity. This is the yin yang of chakras. Wow. Desires and communication. Right. right if you desire something we communicate we talk we say it right so we got third chakra I'm sorry a little bit of math here third chakra and fifth chakra is what eight eight again so our little heart all in the center is the bridge between the physical below the intuitive spiritual above and there's no partner for chakra partner so four plus another four gives eight wow. so the center the center of our life relationship is that bridge between the physical and the spiritual and with that bridge sometimes breaks doesn't it or <laughs> feels like it does right yeah. so emotions are the most powerful place when emotions are strong enough between two people it's the only force enough to actually make another person. Wow. Right? So powerful. Right? Yes. When hearts connect, we actually make a body. So this is a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> It is. Oh my gosh. And people have different types of, you know, layers or let's say, you know, they've been betrayed before, so then they have fears or they have so many things go on in the heart space. Well the the heart space is a bridge and so that's what people say that well this is where we feel but that's not true okay we feel in 
any number of places. And that's why people have stuff go on in certain places. They're exposed to the same diets, they're exposed to the same climates, right? But they all manifest different symptoms. Okay? Wow. That's because we resonate with feelings much differently. Okay, so let's real quick, I'm just gonna make, uh, it's kind of hard to do on online, but we'll try it anyway. And you can do this at home too. If you have something that you can drop that makes a noise, Okay, do you have any, like a book or something like that? Okay. Do you have anything around you? Yeah. Okay, so what I want you to do is just quiet your body for a moment and breathe and feel your body, scan it. And just wait with your attention inside the borders of your body. Thought comes, breathe it away as if your breath is wind, blowing away that cloudy thought, leaving clear space within the borders of your body. So be as clear as you can and drop that book and make a sound with it. Let it drop loudly. Okay, make, where do you feel that in your body? I think I need a bigger thing, okay. You need something bigger, yeah. You gotta make a big enough noise or drop your chair even. Wow. Okay, where do you feel that noise? That's an emotion, that's a feeling. So that could be anything. If a car screeching, somebody running right up to you and going boo and scaring you, where you feel that is a full energy place in your body that already has got a lot of chi. And if we avoid that chi by running away, and we might need to because it's not safe, but let's say it is safe. But instead we run away from it without facing it, then we never get a chance to use that feeling that sensation to go to other places in our body that are craving attention. So if I were to say to you, it doesn't have to be a dropping a book. If I were to say to you, I'll just make this up. This is sort of like the reverse of Louise Hay, you know, yeah. where we're not saying positive things. We're actually <laughs> going to say negative things and see where they show up. Okay. So, okay. So, so just clear yourself. I don't know, and just go, okay, something's going to happen about now. So Seymour's going to say something or think of something that somebody said to you at home that you didn't like. And so I'm going to just test Debbie here. <laughs> you know, Debbie, I hope you don't mind me saying, but that lipstick you chose is really, really disgusting. Did you look in the mirror before you came on the camera today? Where do you feel that? I didn't really feel it because I know because it's, it's not real. real. Okay. But you know what I mean? Okay. Yes, I mean, this is hard to do, right? Mean. It really is hard to do. Like to make I can think real. of something that said that somebody said to me yesterday that brought me into this. Okay. Good. It yeah. felt and like so here. where are you feeling that today? So you feel in the heart. Okay. Where did you feel the book drop? Okay. Somewhere else. Now, if we we're in a room together and I made the same sound or the same statement, each person will feel it differently. Right. Nobody feels the same. Wow. The next time somebody tells you, I know exactly how you feel, you go, no, you don't. Only wow. I know how I feel. You might have some version of it that's yours, Mine is my unique way of feeling. Emotions are the only energy we have. We have food, we have air, right? We talked about all that. Emotions are the only source of energy that live within us. It's the only fuel we have that's already inside of us. And other people remind us that it's there. Nobody makes you feel. I'm sure you've all said this to someone. You make me feel so eh, wrong. Right. Someone reminds us of how we feel inside. Because okay. we wouldn't be able to feel that anger, for example, right. unless they wouldn't have been able to awaken anger in us unless anger was in their dormant. That's right. Nobody can serve you anger. If you go to a restaurant and the waiter says, here, would you like some anger? Of course you would. No, thank you. I've got enough of that inside me already. Right. Right. No one can give you sadness. Right. 
No one can give you arrogance. <laughs> that's stuff that's already here. And they're common. Other people have them too. So other people mirror them, but no one's an exact mirror. And it manifests in different places in different people. So let's say you have a, let's say I feel something did trigger me. And this is actually very helpful for people right now who a lot of people are with their families and, uh -huh. you know, a lot of triggers with the family and just what's going on in the world. So let's say you feel something, something triggers you and one, you feel it somewhere in your body. What do you do with that energy? The very first thing you say is stop any story about it. Stop right. any anal lies about it. Right. Stop doing any rational lies and go, where is it? So your family says something, you're no good, you never have been any good, blah, blah, blah. You go, okay, and breathe, scan. Where does that show up in my body? So if anybody wants to think of some memory where you got triggered over the holidays or wherever you like or any time, go to that thought, get rid of it, and then go, where do I feel it? Where is it? Continue to breathe into it and you'll start to notice, the more you practice this, it moves to other places in the body that are lacking energy. You feel, we feel reactive emotions in places that already have a lot of chi. And then by breathing through them, they start to go to places that are hungry for chi. And we start making a better balance within us that helps us to be centered. And we ask one other question before we respond to this person, where would I like to go with this person? Two questions. Where did I feel this? Two, breathe, let it move. You'll become more balanced and centered and then ask yourself, where am I choosing to go in my life with this person? And if you want to start a conversation from there, you'll find that the relationship will shift immediately. Before you say, why did you ask this? Or blah, blah, blah. Or go into what they said. Tell them where you'd like to go in your relationship with them. And that, and that leads into the whole language skill part of it. Commu compassionate communication. Wow. I just had like huge revelations a trigger that I had had, I remember that I f first felt it in one place and then I would feel it like in, you know, in another place in my body. That's an energy, right? So you said it's going from a full place to an empty place. Right. The place where it travels needs energy. Yes. Wow. And if you, if you follow that, so, so you can just keep breathing and it'll naturally disperse where it needs to go. Well, as long as you're willing to heal, the answer is yes. If you'd rather stay stuck in the past, right. then you'll probably distract yourself or do something. And that's the main reason that people don't heal. Say, well, why do he eats well, she does that, you know, why isn't she attachment to the past? Wow. That's it. That's it. It got us to where we are. Where we are isn't that bad. So where do I go? to an unfamiliar place? Am I gonna go to a place that could be uncomfortable? No, nah, I don't think so. I think I'll just stay where I am. It's so yeah, interesting. It, it's actually a place of, of freedom. If I really was able to release this, I would actually be free, but because it's uncharted, so the body likes what's familiar. Even yeah. if it's not comfortable, even if that familiarity is like something that is a disharmony. And even if it's dangerous, right. people choose it. Because it's familiar. It's familiar. Mm -hmm. It's our biggest fear, the unknown. People are afraid of death. I've been having been close to death myself. I say, wow, I mean, death is beautiful. Like, yeah. it's a great place to be. Why would you be afraid of that? Okay. I know what you mean, because I interviewed a woman who had an NDE, and she, she felt yeah. the same. Not that she was saying, you know, you should die. Right. She was just saying, no, of don't live with that fear. Death gives us purpose to live. Yeah. 
So we, we need death. And if we've had a great experience of death, then it, it can be very, very motivating. To live really your life that. fully. To really yeah. release and live your life fully. And not be afraid exactly. to go into the unknown. So it's right. amazing because life is bringing us, like you said in the beginning, when we spoke about the evolution of the soul, it's bringing us exactly everything that we need. And even the things that trigger us are just showing us where the body needs to be realigned, where the, the energy needs to be realigned within our being. It's not right. just in That's the right. body, it's in our being, right? Because the right. different chakras, they're not just about energy in the body, yeah. it's about our, our sure. like you said, the emotional, the intuitive, right. it's about our being. So we're right. constantly getting cues about how we need to be realigned. And it's like being tuned, it's like a guitar, you tune it. Right. And the more we do that, the more we make that tuning, the more pleasurable it comes and we start going, hey, I like, you know, go ahead, bring it on. Right. Give me some conflict, right. you know, because I've just been status quo and I know how to work with it. I know how I can use it to find a new dimension of being. Bring it on. I'm ready. We can use it. We can learn. This is learning how to use those little conflicts. Use everything for your benefit for your growth for i mean right. i can say for myself i had an ending of a relationship last year but it awoke up so many things inside of me and it made me realize wow i need to step into my worth it yeah. opened up my my solar plexus like in the best way even though it was like like kind of like a blow it's like it. it opened that yeah. energy and it flowed in a way it never flowed for me before and then i started right. this podcast and i you know a lot of stuff came out of it right i'm not saying yeah. that we need those challenges because we can just be aware, we don't need to have that every day. We can have just the daily interactions. If we, if we train ourselves to become more aware, then we can use every second for what it is. We don't need to wait for a big buildup like that or you know something right. dramatic to happen. To put it succinctly, we get to use our feelings instead of our feelings using us. Beautiful. Good. There was one more thing that I wanted to, to speak okay. about, but if you could just give us a little bit about how you got into this work. Oh. Okay. Well, I was a musician traveling mostly Canada and the US and having a really wild lifestyle playing music and did that ever since I was 14 years old. Let's say I that again. tell you were a bit of a rock star. Yeah, a little bit. The vibe. A little bit. <laughs> I have some good stories. Anyway, I, I was also in pre-med and didn't want to go the way my parents wanted me to go. So I dropped out and pursued my music career. And so I knew a little bit about the body, okay? And I was having pains and I, I, you know, I knew it was my appendix, and, but I went to the hospital, I went to emergency in Toronto. And uh, they said, oh, it's just a, a, a flu going around. You don't worry about it, just go home. You know, just have some fruit juices and it'll go away. And that's what I was told. Anyway, my appendix burst that night. So I had all this, these toxins going through my body and the manager of the band I was playing with, his name is Moses. Uh, he, Moses Brown, he called, I was dying. I managed to get to the phone, 25 rings. I was crawling and he said, we're picking you up. We're taking you to the hospital. <clears throat> I went to another hospital. They opened me up and I was in intensive care. And that night, even though I was supposedly recovering, they called my mom in the middle of the night and they said, uh, look, I know you're coming here tomorrow. I, we just want to prepare you. We don't understand what's going on. All his life signs are going down. He may not be alive when you come here. And I, and I was looking at myself on the bed, going into this beautiful, oh, it was just so beautiful experience of being connected to everything in the world. And it was just like beautiful. It was like the most beautiful, I have to say, it's like the most beautiful high I've ever experienced, right? It was just so free to be everywhere. And, and then I looked down and I saw myself and then I heard this voice, Seymour, what are you doing? You have work to do. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> and then I just pulled myself back into my body. So I, I mean, I can remember just like it was yesterday. I was just like pulled whatever I was pulling on and just drawing like strings into every cell in my body. And, uh, and I was back <laughs> on the earth and then I 
I realized that, yeah, I do have work to do. And that started me on the path for following holistic health. And I started studying Tai Chi and, you know, all these different arts, herbology, food, macrobiotics. And, you know, and to this day, I'm constantly studying. And, and that's my work is to... And you've also written that you have your own body of work. This is something that yeah. I'm just putting out there for people. He's written like nine books of yourself, like of things that you've, I know that you worked with masters, but one of the masters told you, right, that you need to go on your own, go by your right. home and open your own school yeah. and have your, yeah. and, and channel your own work. So it's like you really, right. it's interesting that you had that experience as a young man because they said, what are you doing? You've got work to do. You really did have like a life's work. You know, yeah. everybody has a life's work, but yours was very tangible. Like this is something you needed to put into the world was this body of wisdom. Right. And, and it's the same with all of us. We're here to share. Right. I mean, yes, we get to take care of ourselves. And from overflow, we get to serve others. And you know, this may sound a little odd, especially way to die <laughs> about death, is that we die when the value of our death is greater than the value of our life. We will live as long as the value of our life in serving others is greater than the value of our death. So and the truth is, I believe that nobody really knows what that is, except for the, the creator. Human mind can't fathom because we don't see the whole big picture of value and this and that, you know, the way that we, we think about value. I don't think, I think that there's a much bigger picture that we don't see. We don't even realize that like, even when we have a little, even us breathing here in this space, me in this little apartment in Los Angeles, breathing here, interacting, there's like these trees outside. There's, you know, a little interacting with a little squirrel. We don't know the value of all the little moments. We think that it's only in the moments that we're doing, but there's value even in existing, right? That's where intuition will lead us to the place where we experience God, infinity, whatever you want to call it, as a relationship, as a verb, instead of a noun. And then we are, in fact, united with all. Right. And there's a feeling that goes along with that, that we can all experience. Right. Oneness, connectedness. Connectedness, yeah. It's a very high feeling. I just learned so much. And... I feel that there's so much that we can put out that can benefit people, especially right now. For sure. My pleasure. We'd love to retouch this again and take it wherever it needs to go. And so we'd love to do that. Sure. Okay, amazing. Okay. Thank you so much, Seymour. Thank, Thank you everybody so much. Who Thanks. This has been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody who joined. I, I feel you. I heard you. I see you. And I really hope that this continues to benefit from you from now until eternity. I truly hope that this episode nourished your spirit and or opened you to a deeper level of connection or a higher perspective. Please subscribe, share it with your friends and family, and leave me a review. I appreciate your support. You can also take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram and I'll add it to my story. Until next time, be well, take care. Lots of love, magic, joy, opportunities, and blessing always. Bye-bye. Cosmic Chats with Debbie Sugarbaker is a production of Yali Christina Podcast Services.